Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. In this episode, we set sail on a grand nautical adventure that sparked extensive exploration of lands previously unknown to Europeans. Join me as we examine the great age of discovery at a time prior to Christopher Columbus's historic transoceanic voyage in 1492. European exploration outside the Mediterranean Sea started in the early 1400s and followed many currents that eventually led, before the century's end, across the Atlantic Ocean to North American shores. The age of exploration led to the rise of global trade and colonial empires, instigating contact between the Old World continents of Europe, Asia, and Africa with North America. These interactions produced the exchange and transfer of a wide variety of plants, animals, food, human populations, culture, and communicable diseases between the eastern and western hemispheres. The age of exploration allowed the mapping of the planet, resulting in a new world view and distant civilizations coming into contact. The era also saw the military conquest and economic dominance of foreign lands, as well as the spread of European civilization and its advanced technology. As a wider variety of global luxury commodities entered the European markets by sea, previous European networks for luxury goods stagnated. The Atlantic trade largely supplanted pre-existing Italian and German trading powers, which had relied on their Baltic, Russian, and Islamic trade links. The European economic center thus shifted from the Mediterranean to Western Europe. The new commodities also caused social change, as sugar, spices, silks, chinaware, precious metals, and jewels entered the luxury markets of Europe. Between the 11th and 15th centuries, the European economy was transformed by the interconnecting of river and sea trade routes, causing Europe to become one of the world's most prosperous trading networks. Maritime Italian states, mainly Venice, Genoa, and Pisa, dominated trade in the eastern Mediterranean, with Italian merchants becoming wealthy and politically influential. Further changing the mercantile situation in the eastern Mediterranean was the waning of Byzantine naval power, whose leaders had made several notable treaties and concessions with Italian traders, permitting the use of Byzantine Christian ports. The Norman conquest of England in 1066 allowed for peaceful trade on the North Sea, a confederation of merchant guilds and their towns in northern Germany along the North Sea and Baltic Sea was instrumental in commercial development of the region. In the 12th century, the Low Countries produced the finest quality textiles in northern Europe, which encouraged Italian merchants to sail there directly. A prelude to the Age of Discovery was a series of European expeditions crossing Eurasia by land in the late Middle Ages. Although the Mongols had threatened Europe with pillage and destruction, Mongol states also unified much of Eurasia and, from 1206 on, the Pax Mongolica allowed safe trade routes and communication lines stretching from the Middle East to China. A series of Europeans took advantage of these networks to explore eastwards. Most were Italians, like Venetian merchant Marco Polo as trade between Europe and the Middle East was controlled mainly by the maritime republics. The close Italian links to the Levant raised great curiosity and commercial interest in countries which lay further east. These overland journeys along the so-called Silk Road, however, had little immediate effect. 
The Mongol Empire collapsed almost as quickly as it formed, and soon the route to the east became more difficult and dangerous. The Black Death of the 14th century also blocked travel and trade. The rise of the Ottoman Empire further limited the possibilities of European overland commerce. The Republic of Venice and neighboring maritime city-states held the monopoly of European commerce with the Middle East. The silk and spice trade, involving incense, herbs, drugs, and opium, made these Mediterranean city-states phenomenally rich. Spices, imported from Asia and Africa, were among the most expensive and demanded products of the Middle Ages, as they were used in medieval medicine, religious rituals, cosmetics, perfumery, as well as food additives and preservatives. Muslim traders and Arab sailors dominated maritime routes throughout the Indian Ocean, controlling shipping to Far East source regions and trading emporiums in India. From Persian Gulf ports, overland routes led to the Mediterranean coasts. Venetian merchants distributed the goods through Europe until the rise of the Ottoman Empire that eventually led to the conquest of Constantinople in 1453 barring Europeans from important combined land-sea routes. The fall of Constantinople to the hands of the Ottomans was thus a blow to Christendom and the established business relations linking with the East. Technological advancements that were important to the Age of Exploration were the adoption of the magnetic compass and advances in ship design. Ships grew in size, required smaller crews, and were able to sail longer distances without stopping. This led to significant lower long-distance shipping costs. Prior to the Age of Exploration, European sailing had been primarily close to land, guided by port and coastal nautical charts. These sea atlases specified proven ocean routes guided by coastal landmarks as sailors departed from a known point, followed a compass heading, and tried to identify their location by its landmarks. For the first oceanic exploration, Western Europeans used the compass, as well as progressive new advances in cartography and astronomy. Arab navigational tools like the Astrolab and Quadrant were used for celestial navigation, using astronomical charts plotting the location of the stars over a distinct period of time. These tables revolutionized navigation, allowing the calculation of latitude. Exact longitude, however, remained elusive and mariners struggled to determine it for centuries. The Portuguese were the first European nation to systematically encourage maritime commerce by exploring foreign shores under the sponsorship of Prince Henry the Navigator, who encouraged the development of a new, much lighter ship, the Caravel, which would sail farther and faster, and above all, was highly maneuverable and could sail into the wind. To ensure their monopoly on trade, Europeans, beginning with the Portuguese, attempted to install a Mediterranean system of trade which used military might and intimidation to divert commerce through ports they controlled. Long-standing nautical myths warned of oceanic monsters or sailing off the edge of the world, but Prince Henry's navigation challenged such beliefs by probing southeastward along the African coast to see whether it was possible to reach the lucrative markets of the Indies by sea. A crucial breakthrough occurred in 1488, when Portugal rounded the southern tip of Africa, then sailed east, establishing that the Indian Ocean was accessible from the Atlantic, proving false the view that had existed since antiquity that the Indian Ocean was landlocked. Portugal's neighboring fellow Iberian rival, and emerging modern Spain, 
became fully committed to the search for new trade routes overseas. In 1492, the Spanish conquered the Moorish Kingdom of Granada, which had been providing it with African goods through tribute. In the hope of bypassing Portugal's monopoly on West African sea routes, a newly united Spain decided to fund a daring expedition to reach southeastern Asia by traveling west. Next time, we embark on this daring expedition in search of a new route westward in the company of Italian navigator Christopher Columbus. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying visuals, including maps, charts, timelines, photos, illustrations, and diagrams. Please consider supporting our History of North America series in the following ways. Join our growing community on Patreon. We offer lots of membership benefits, including books and artworks. Receive an ebook welcome gift upon joining. Donate with PayPal and also receive an ebook. All my books are available in print and digital format on Amazon. If you shop on Amazon for books or anything else, make sure to use our free link so Amazon knows who sent you, thereby giving us extra credit with no supplemental cost to you. All links appear in this show's description and on our website at markvinet.com. Spread the word to family and friends. And remember, all positive ratings, reviews, feedback, and comments are appreciated. This helps us grow and reach new listeners. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body which decreases as we age. Taking Calatrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calatrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text history that's H I S T O R Y using the code 30605.